Welcome to Sales Tech Stars Sales Star podcast. This is where we feature news, tips and insights on B2B sales. Happy to have you here. Hello everyone and welcome to the Sales Star podcast hosted by Sales Tech Star. In today's episode, we have David Rapp, founder and CEO of the CDP Institute, join us to discuss the growing importance of CDPs in B2B and tech sales. David, it's great of you to join us today. Tell us a little bit about yourself and the CDP Institute. So, Chrome, the CDP Institute is something we founded a little over three years ago. It is a vendor-neutral organization that's intended to help companies, marketers, and other people at their companies to do a better job with their customer data, which often involves a customer data platform, a CDP, although if it doesn't, that's okay, too. It's just what we really care about is that marketers get the tools that they need. That's where I've spent my entire career, basic, mostly as a consultant, helping marketers to do that. So it's pretty much a continuation of what I've done. Sounds really interesting. So as the founder of the CDP Institute, you'd be the perfect person to talk about how CDPs are known to be owned usually by marketing. But today, it's important for sales to be more involved in how it's run and what kind of data is being captured and how. So how would you advise more sales teams to manage and own use of the organization CDPs? Well, what's important is that the data be managed. So whether it's managed by marketing or whether it's managed by sales or by IT or by customer success teams, it really doesn't matter. Those are all entry points because the whole point of the CDP is to get the data from around all the organization, all the company systems and put it in one place. So if you don't have one and your sales department needs one, then it makes sense for sales to run it. It's just uh, the important thing is it happen. So how would you advise teams to use CDPs to their benefit to also reduce friction between marketing and sales, which is obviously a very common problem. There are lots of those teams are working on it today, but how can they use CDPs to reduce this friction? Well, the CDP is, is a good way to reduce friction, partly because it means that everyone is working from the same data. So you're not going to have those debates about whose data is right and whose data is wrong. It also reduces friction in the sense that the data doesn't have to be kind of manually transferred from one department or the other. So you don't get that friction over allocation of resources and what the prioritization should be of the technology people who are supposed to serve those departments. But really, by far, the most important way that it reduces friction is that it makes it easier for companies to run programs that straddle both marketing and sales. So you have salespeople doing things that point to the website and you have emails that point to the sales department that run through your marketing automation system. So coordinating those, creating those cross-channel and cross-department programs, which is where most of the friction is, of course, is where the CDP really shines at making those much easier to happen. Absolutely. So up next, could you share a couple of tips on how sales teams can use CDPs to drive account-based selling? Because we obviously see a lot of ADM going around in B2B marketing and sales. And uh, without good alignment here, ADM is not going to work well. So how can they use CDPs to drive better alignment and of course, drive their ABS efforts? So the 
Most common use probably is to create the ideal customer profile, which is kind of the first step in many ABM and ABS programs. And the CDP is great for that because it makes all that data available easily in one place. So it's easy to build those profiles and then to go out in, into the CRM database and tag the customers or the prospects who fit those profiles. That's probably the most obvious use. Another thing that's very important is to be able to use the data about the website visits that's captured by marketing and stored in the CDP to infer intent. So to find out which of your sales prospects or which of your high priority accounts are visiting the site and not just visiting, but what are they looking at and who's visiting and how much content are they actually consuming and all these other things that give the salespeople a sense of who's a hot prospect or who maybe needs a bit of a prod to, to move ahead. A third use would certainly be that many of the CDP systems and B2B in particular will capture prospect information because they assemble that information on their own so they can post that information down into the CDP. So you will find new accounts or you will be able to find additional information on accounts who might be listed but who might not be active customers so that you can then again target your efforts better, your sales efforts to the accounts that are the most promising. Those are all very important things to salespeople who want to use their time efficiently. Absolutely. So up next is obviously a very important factor, revenue, and sales is directly tied to revenue. How would you advise teams to use sales teams, especially to use CDPs to accelerate business revenue? I think you can use the CDP to identify accounts whose behavior suggests that they're interested in buying more because they're looking at things for products that are not products they've already owned. So you can accelerate revenue that way. You can also conversely use them to look at accounts that are visiting the tech support pages too often or possibly if you have intent data show up as researching products on a competitor's account so you can retain some data that you might otherwise have lost second important thing and again all that prospect data that i was mentioning earlier is really important because it allows you to not just bring in sort of these undifferentiated lists of prospects but lists of prospects who have demonstrated that there's a good fit and that there's intent and maybe they're you know at the end of the life cycle of the competitive products there's a lot of information that's third-party information that's out there that can be ingested into the cdp that then can be very useful to the salespeople in accelerating revenue Absolutely. So where do you see CDPs vis-a-vis sales in 2020 in this year? How do you see it shape the role of a salesperson? It's very early in the day for sales to use CDP because sales departments have been very focused on CRM systems or sales automation systems, Mm -hmm. as you know, and they've often not really looked outside of that. But there's a lot of data that's very useful data that's captured by your website, that's captured by your marketing automation, that's captured by your customer success systems that the CDP makes available. So we're just beginning to see the salespeople recognize that the CDP is a way to get their hands on that data. They always knew it was there and they always kind of mm-hmm. were interested in it, but it was really hard to get to without a CDP. So now as salespeople just begin to realize, oh, the CDP thing actually solves that problem that I've known was a problem, they're going to become very enthusiastic adopters, we think, fairly quickly. Even more so because a lot of companies, the marketing department's already bought the CDP and installed it so it's not even a question of going out and buying one it's just a question of tapping into this existing resource the enterprise already owns it's the information that's already right there in front of them so david before we wrap up this episode any additional tips to share 
let me share three tips. That's what we do at the CDP Institute. So I, th I think the first, arguably most important, is you always have to think about how you're going to use the CDP before you buy it. It's a very common mistake that people make is they look at the bright, shiny object or the one that has the coolest features or the best price or the nicest interface, and they don't really think through, well, what do I need my CDP to do? Because there are many different uses and there are many different situations that determine what CDP is appropriate for you. And there's a lot of CDPs out there. There's about 100 or so that we know about. So you have to kind of pick the right one. The second tip I would make to you is that think about data quality, because often the data in your company systems, even though it's good for what it's designed for, it's not really good for sales or marketing purposes for a variety of reasons. So you have to not assume that the data is just going to be available. You really have to look closely for it. And if you want one more, let's talk about the organizational issues because really the technology is fascinating, but the technology often is not really the obstacle to success with these projects. It's often organizational barriers, and particularly if you're talking about sales and marketing, which, as you mentioned, have been known to have the occasional bit of friction. So you really have to make sure that those guys are ready to cooperate, particularly if you can do things like cross-department programs. You know, that, that's an organizational challenge. So don't just assume the CDP is going to solve that one because it's not by itself. Absolutely. So I think, David, this was an amazing and very interesting conversation. Thank you so much for participating in this episode on CDPs and sales. Uh, it'll be great to have you back sometime soon again. My pleasure. Thanks for having me.